It's odd hearing my voice at this time of morning, but unfortunately, we have a very, very sick Lawson who has 
woken up with, I guess, more wisdom. I don't know. His wisdom tooth is pushing through and causing him a whole bunch of agony. So he is off to the dentist first thing he can this morning. And so we will be having a mashup show with some of our best ofs. And so I've given Mon the morning off too since there's uh, going to be a lot of shows that you have already heard on here this morning. So I will be popping in occasionally to give you the quiz and a couple other bits and pieces. But I also wanted to encourage you all to text in, and I can read those out on air too. Text me in what you're grateful for. This morning, I'm really grateful for doors. I'm going to be random like my husband this morning. Very, very grateful for doors. And for my husband putting them on. We've we've took off several of our doors. As you, most of you know, we have been renovating an old house, which is coming out beautiful. But we took off a lot of the doors that we were just using as uh, not bedrooms. But because it's been so cold this last month, we decided to put the door back on the room that we use as our living room. And oh, it's just making the heat so nice in there, just having that smaller area to be able to close it off and to get it really warm. And it's been a really real blessing to have that. And it also will save us a lot of money in our gas bill, not losing so much heat out the door. What are you all thankful for? Please let me know. I would love to hear from you. And you all know the number here is 0491. This is a reminder you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. Your voice has stilled the raging storms, the wind and waves bow down a still small voice brings hope to all who wait on you will wait for you to lead us to the place we all restore our souls and all our earthly strivings come to cease take from our souls the
us to the place where you're restore our souls and all our earthly strivings come to cease take from our souls the strain and stress Tim Hughes with Beauty of Your Peace. You are listening to The Breakfast Show. Thank you for tuning in this morning, and I'm sure there's a great day of radio ahead for everybody. Let's get into our first quiz of the morning. Don't forget that we do a draw here every Friday for our grand prize for the week, and so you have opportunities when you answer the quiz correctly to go into the draw to win the prize. And this week, we have the Journal the Word Reference Bible, New King James Version, comfort print, um, and yeah, it's a, a beautiful Bible that's got wide margins on the side so that you can make notes and do your journaling, uh, whatever you want to do in there. It's a great way to study the Bible and have your little references. So if you're interested in winning that prize, it's a fantastic prize, make sure you Listen up right now as I give your first quiz question. So who heard Peter's voice at the door but failed to let him in? That is the question, and I will repeat that again for you in a moment, let you have a little think on that. Don't forget that we'll have some easy quizzes, some hard ones, to try to make sure that everybody gets a little bit of something for them. So if you're not a strong person knowing the knowing a lot from the bible go ahead and look it up we want you to be able to get as familiar with the word of god as possible so go ahead and look that up if you uh not a hundred percent sure if you know that story but if you are a keen bible person then you should challenge yourself and try to answer without looking it up so yeah usually you know if you go to church regularly or uh, yeah, you know, if you're a weekly churchgoer, then maybe just just not use the Bible to look it up yourself. So I will repeat that again. That was, who heard Peter's voice at the door but failed to let him in? So text that to me at 0491-064-669. And, we, and if you are correct, you will go in the draw. Now, we've got our first... Uh, segment coming up here, and this is a segment from Lawson and Lyle together. If you've got anything to say, 0491-064-669. Now, yes. Lyle. Yes. You're turning your computer screen away. You don't want to see what's going Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm really, you know, this, this is this is some, some secrecy here. But I can see it in the glass over there. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No. <laughs> oh, actually. <laughs> okay, so uh, how do you like... 
explosions. I love explosions. I live for explosions. I, I, they are my favourite thing. You know this. I know this. When I walked in this morning, I saw you sitting down. I had some, I, I'd been looking at some stories before I came in. I'm like, I know what I'm going to talk about. Yes, I uh, love blowing things up. Okay, so how would you feel about the biggest explosion that's ever been recorded ever in the entire universe? I want to see it. Well, you, you can look at see, some pictures is, of it. This is the thing. This is the thing. When you love explosions... It means that you love things that God loves. God loves explosions because yep. there are big explosions out in the universe. Exactly. So God, this is something that I think is a bit of a guy thing, but I think that a lot of um, a lot of girls like you know the fireworks and so forth Dude, as well. The thump of the fireworks. Yeah, yeah mom's nodding her head. She loves fireworks. Oh. Okay, so we love explosions. We love things that mm-hmm. blow up, and we love you know all of the pretty colors that they make when they blow up. Um, and, and and as you say, the thump that hits you in the chest and all that kind of thing when they go off. And why do we do that? Because we were created in the image of God. Mm. Absolutely. That's why we love blowing things up. Now, we <laughs> blow things up in a destructive way. God manages to blow things up and create things. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm sidetracked. You, you are sidetracked. I knew I knew this started. would happen. That's fine. But um, so there is a supernova that's just so a supernova is when a star explodes, and they've just recorded and observed a supernova exploding that is ten times brighter and bigger than any recorded exploding star ever recorded. Now this supernova exploding is like the the radius of its explosion is literally millions of times bigger than our sun. See that's that's fireworks, yeah, on an epic scale. Which, you know, and I, sometimes I wonder, you know, does God blow these things up just because they look pretty when they blow up? Well, this one looks pretty as. Look at check out the colours on this just, thing. It's just like I mean, no one on earth can create fireworks that look like that. It, it is beautiful. You've got all the colours raining through, and you can imagine all the uh, the the millions of other stars that it's decimating in its explosion. But I don't know. I wonder whether stars. I wonder whether this is God celebrating, you know, the creation of a world or something or other or some big event in heaven is like, yeah, let's have some fireworks. Let's just, make a supernova. Don't even see this one on Earth. He just, like, you know, touches it with his finger and <laughs> it's just a massive explosion. But, yeah. Either that or he's using it to create something. Of course. Maybe both. Maybe, Maybe both at the well, same because time. Because a supernova, like, as an exploding star, it's relatively destructive. So this might be yeah. the this might be the wrecking ball of the universe, you could say. Mm-hmm. What well, God uses as a you know wrecking ball, you know, just to just to blow some stuff up to to put something else there, because he can. Yep. Yep. Oh, this is awesome. Knockdown rebuild. I, I love it so much because it shows that our creation is so dynamic. Yes. Uh, but also, like it's 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 dynamic. It's ongoing. It's not static. Just as we are not static, and and often people can have the view of this earth that oh, the reason this earth is not static and it's different is because of sin. But I think even if you remove sin. We believe in a God who is a person. Like oh, us. absolutely. And we're created in his image. That's right. And people are dynamic and we decide to build, to create, to change, to, to do all kinds of things in, and we can do those things in a good and positive way that represent different stages of growth. I mean, this is just a big example of something that happened on my street the other day where someone came in with an excavator, knocked down a house, and now they're building another one. Absolutely. My, my dad just bought an excavator and he's been. Oh. I want to turn. You should, you should come out like you I want to turn. Come and, come and jump <laughs> on the excavator because we, we live on like four acres, three acres, and uh, we've got a pretty – you've been out to my yes, place. I it's a huge slope down. Yes. And so he's, you know, just filling out that slope and building a road down to the bottom, and then we've got like a, a accommodation. It's like a granny flat that he wants to move that around, like in a different spot on the hill. And he's just, he's just got he digs plants. up anything interesting – yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, I've got another story here. This is coming from none other than far north Queensland. Oh, uh, where they have one of the most epic races in the world. So I, I've been watching recently. I love watching videos about like running and sprinting and all kinds of things about, you know, like the shoes that they use. Like even if I'm not in a season of running, which at the moment I haven't been consistently running, but just watching the videos about running and how they, how they run and you get life. Oh, it's so cool though. <laughs> like it's, you know, how they like this guy, I, I watched a video recently about how there was an Olympian who decided to change the foot that he started on in the hundred meter sprint. And that change of the foot, he's actually a Chinese athlete who's like five foot five, so he's like tiny. And he ran the fastest 60 meter split of all time. So he's faster over 60 meters than Usain Bolt. 
mm. and then he finished in like a 9.8, which is slower than Usain Bolt, but it's like just just amazing all the all the stuff that goes into it. But the race that they do in Far North Queensland, it's a little bit technical because there's an added element into it. It's called the Great Wheelbarrow Race, and it's where they run 140 kilometers pushing a wheelbarrow, pushing a wheelbarrow, which is what's in the wheelbarrow. Uh, from what it seems, nothing. It's just an empty wheelbarrow. And they just got to push it 140 kilometers. Now, there are teams in this race, teams of 10. I know some people who have participated and competed in this race and have done well. But there's one team that's being highlighted at the moment called Dad's Army, which is a team of 10 veterans who are all like 75 plus. Uh, go which is guys. so awesome. And obviously, it's using the name Dad's Army, which is the reference to um, the the guard in the UK during World oh, God, War II, yeah. the home guard who looked after the country while the other soldiers were out because they were either too old or it had a, a comedy prof- show. Yeah, and it became a comedy show, of course. Um, but yeah, the Dad's Army just absolutely. This is just a bunch of veterans from far north Queensland who get together and just push their wheelbarrow. And obviously, it's amazing that they have this awesome feat and they're doing this awesome thing. But the Great Wheelbarrow Race has a cause that supports a number of different charities, heart disease, um, diabetes, you know, all different foundations, uh, medical foundations that they're putting research into to overcome a lot of the diseases that people of their age are, are being affected are by. Are you allowed to build your own custom wheelbarrow or can you, or do you have to be like, you know, a bunning specialist? I know, because for these guys, they're like, oh, we just go and get the local wheelbarrow. But if if I competed, if I think if we competed, it's like, all right, all right. Like, carbon, you, carbon fiber. Dude, you would trick out, you would, maybe it's like kind of a, a spec series but you can do some like stuff to it you know like you can fill it with helium like go and uh go and buy a wheelbarrow from uh from bunnings but then like even though it's plastic but then find a way fiberglass hollow the thing out you know hollow the tubes out you know put a put a put a slick tire on the front you know that they can put it with hydrogen oh hydrogen (laughs) put an electric motor it's like how they cheat in cycling put an electric motor in the wheel that no one can see (laughs) take off pulls you up the hills (laughs) don't listen if you want to compete in this race don't listen to anything we say um but the dad's army team themselves raised $25,000, wow. which is amazing. And then obviously all the other teams competing as well are raising huge amounts of money to go to charitable causes. But I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This is so fun. But my my next thought is, why aren't we up there showing Queenslanders how it's done? Team Faith, Faith FM. FM. Just yeah. absolutely. Faith FM t-shirts, Faith FM wheelbarrow. Oh, we would, we would dominate them. We just need to work out for like a year.
Fantastic song there by Liz Hadassah Wild. Really do love that one. And one benefit of having Lawson and Mon away this morning is that I get to slide in longer songs because I'm not as long-winded. Oh, I mean, I'm, I don't have as much to say. And when I put in the little edits, it is a little bit shorter show. Uh, but let's get into our next quiz. And I have a couple of text messages to read out as well. Quiz number two to go in the draw for Friday's prize is what mission were the men at the Tower of Babel trying to achieve? What were they trying to do when they were building that Tower of Babel? What mission were the men at the Tower of Babel trying to achieve? That is quiz number two for the morning. And you can, if you answer that correctly, get in for the draw for the journal, the word, reference, Bible that will be drawn on Friday's show. So make sure you get in for that. We got a couple of text messages in. Christopher says that he is grateful for the warmth as well. And Suzanne says, morning, Superwoman Shell. Three jobs at once. Wow, great job. <laughs> Thanks for the encouragement, Suzanne. I appreciate that. But yes, uh, I don't know if that's so true, but thank you. And yeah, great to see so many people answering the quiz this morning. Let's jump into our next segment. This is part two from the same show with Lawson and Lyle. 
Okay, so I'm going to talk about cartoons this morning. Okay, sure. Which is kind of random. I don't think I've ever talked about cartoons in the more serious section of uh-huh. the news ever. And this particular cartoon is called The Wing Feather Saga. I'm not a big fan of cartoons. I'm not here to promote it anyway. Uh-huh. But I just find its uh, its basic theme really, really interesting. It's heading into its second season at the moment. Uh-huh. Um, it's had over uh, seven. It's been uh, streamed more than seven million times the is, first season. Is this a like a children's? It's children's. Okay, it's a children's. Uh, definitely a children's um, uh, an- a- animated series. Uh-huh. And. It, its basic theme interests me. Why? What its is it? Its basic theme is do not ever be true to yourself. Huh. In other words, do not follow your heart. This is the worst idea ever. Really? Yeah. That is so random. I know. That is so strange. That's the theme of it. The theme of it is do not follow your heart because your heart will get you into trouble. Be true to God, be true to your family, be true to your community. So this is a Christian thing. Yeah, so it's um, based on Wing Feather Saga, which is a series of um, books by uh, singer-author Andrew Peterson. Oh, sure. We played plenty of his stuff here on Fact yep. FM. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been incredibly successful, apparently. And uh, they state our culture right now tells us that tells us that kids can learn their identity and who they are in the world in their own selves Mm. and, in fact, individually apart from their families. And we just don't believe that's true. Well, it's not a matter of not believing it's true. The Bible says it's not true. The Bible says the human heart is desperately wicked and evil above all things. So Mm. if you follow your heart or if you're true to yourself, where do you think you're going to end up? I want to die to self. I've said this so many times here on Faith FM. I want to be true to Jesus Christ, not my heart. Mm. I've tried being true to my heart, Absolutely. and it gets me into trouble every single time. Mm. Uh, so it goes on and says, So in our story, these kids find their identity, their purpose in life through their family, through their community, and through their creator who made them. Mm. What's the purpose that he has for them? And that's something that they'll wrestle with the entire seven seasons that oh, they're wow. creating. Mm. Um, what I'm called to be, what I'm supposed to do, and what I may be told in my heart, which is something else, which may not lead to good conclusions. Mm. So this is really bucking the trend, and it's even bucking the trend within Christianity because, I mean, how many times have you been heard it, in, heard it said in church from somebody stands up the front and it's like, oh, you know, it's important to be true to yourself or it's important to be true to your heart or whatever mm. it is, or like, post it up on social media. So many Christians post this kind of stuff on, on social media. I'm like, no, no. just no. No, no, no never, Mm-mm. no. This is absolutely a terrible idea. Uh, and anyone who's tried it knows that this is a terrible idea. You know what's so funny is just before we've come into this segment, in the break, I'm like, oh, La, I want to show you something. I'm like, oh, I'll show you it in the next, in the next break. I was going to show you a clip from a child's cartoon, a secular child's cartoon, where they're like promoting transgenderism. And like the different characters have different pronouns and like they're explaining how pronouns work and that you should respect each other. It's like, it, and the, the cartoon, it's like a, a young kid's version of Transformers, which is again a very famous property and has famous movies and whatnot. Um, but I was, I was literally about to show you that before the segment started. I had no idea that you were going to talk about this, but I've seen multiple of these and they're particularly these shows that are put out by, there's a few companies. Well, like, Especially not Disney is in a position where if they fall too hard into that, if they fall too hard into that side of like gender politics, they'll get, they'll get boycotted from a huge portion of their, of their base. So they, they're not about it, but your smaller companies like your, like Hasbro, the toy company also has like a, a, uh, a division that's based on like, like television media, dude. Every single one of their shows, they have like multiple scenes of like, there's a character who comes out as gay or something. And this is, this is shows that are literally, these are the kind of like five to six year olds. Like this is, this is the, the era that we're, this is the, uh, the age group that we're targeting, that they're targeting with this kind of media. And it's absolutely insane. Like all the clips are coming up. I see them on Instagram and Twitter all the time. And it's like, like it's just, it's totally unexpected, mm-hmm. and it's and it's remakes of all like the old cartoons that I grew up with, like like it's like Power Rangers, and then like one of the Power Rangers is like, actually, I don't feel like a man today. It's like, what are you talking about? Like 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 fight Godzilla or something? Like, what is this? And so 
It's what, well, but what we can see there, it, because it's like, what, what compels someone who's an adult, because it's all adults who make these shows, to go out of their way to, to shove this, to, to, to mm-hmm. push this mm-hmm. into their shows? It's and grooming. It's, it's what it is. It's, it's grooming. grooming, bro. Uh, just a bunch of sickos. It, it is so messed Such up. Such a bunch um, of sickos. Um, I, ugh, yikes. And so it's fantastic that we have this media is what happens in when this you, space. This is what you, happens when you clamp down on pedophiles and make it hard for them. Yeah. They, they do this. Yeah. They've, screaming. They, they've just, they're playing the long game. So I, I am, it's, it's shocking what's happening. And I think then it's a, it's a warning call. I, I think that this show itself is, well, it's fantastic because it's giving alternatives that mm-hmm. children can watch and be blessed by. Uh, but it's, yeah, I'm not, I'm not recommending the show, by the way. I don't know what it's like. Yeah. I'm just, I'm recommending this concept. Yes. That is a yeah, foundational we've, we've, to the show. We've never, we've never watched the show, no. but it's like, I like the concept. Yeah, absolutely. Is a foundation. And so, but it, in terms of your children and media and whatnot, I think it's definitely important to think about, oh, what, what am I actually allowing my, um, children to consume? Because there are people out there who are trying to, who are trying to change them, literally. Yeah. All right. So California church shooter is facing 98 charges and could be sentenced to death. So wow. this is a story that broke last year where a Chinese man, um, uh, went into a Taiwanese church. Ah, oh, yes, we talked about this. Yeah, we did. And his name was, uh, no, I'm not even going to give his name, uh, but he was a 69-year-old Chinese-American. Um, he went into the church and uh, would have probably killed everyone in the church if he'd have been able to, but he was tackled mm-hmm. by a, a, a medical doctor who was a member of the church. And as a result of that, the church members were able to wrestle his weapons away from him uh, and the doctor who tackled him died in the, in the attempt, gave his life to save the other members of the church uh, and five other, five other people were wounded. But he's now up on uh, 98 charges and he could... He could see eight charges. Yep. So 45 counts of violating, 45 counts of obstructing free exercise of religious beliefs by force, mm. 45 counts of violating the Matthew Shepherds and James Bird Hate Crimes Prevention Act by attack, attacking the church congregants because of their actual or perceived Taiwanese origin and Presbyterian faith. Mm. One count of attempting to damage or destroy a building using used in interstate commerce. Mm. One act of carrying explosives during the commission of a federal felony and six counts of using a firearm during the commission of a crime of violence. So, yeah, they're stacking up on this guy. And, you know, just reflecting on what happened here, and this is what we've seen over and over and over again because mass shootings have become, you know, a part of the American culture for whatever weird and twisted reason. And it is something that we need to think about in our places of worship these days Mm. that we never used to have to think about before. But the only time that the numbers of people killed are small is where the congregation reacts by running towards the attacker rather than away from the attacker. Absolutely. This is the only time. Every time they run away, you get, you know, 30, 40 people being killed. Every time they run toward, you get... In single digits. Mm. People die in single digits. Mm-hmm. And this is universally the case, and mm. we have seen it over and over again. And I think one of the reasons we see so much of it and we now understand this so well is because of CCTV and, and so forth. We can actually go back and um, analyse what takes place. But, yeah, this guy's going to go down for a very, very long time. The gentle healer came into our town today. He touched blind eyes and the darkness left to stay. But more than the blindness, He took their sins away. The gentle healer came into our town today. The gentle healer came into our town today. He spoke one word that was all he had to say And the one who had died just rose up straight away The gentle healer came into our town today Oh, he seems like just an ordinary With dirty feet and rough but gentle hands 
But the words he says are hard to understand And yet he seems like just an ordinary man The gentle healer, he left our town today I just looked around and found he'd gone away Some folks from town have followed him, they say That the gentle healer is the truth, the life, the way That was Michael Card with The Gentle Healer <clears throat> Beautiful song by him there Next Quiz. Quiz number three. Everybody just knocked number one straight out of the park. Really struggling with number two. I might just reread that one for you as well. What mission were the men at the Tower of Babel trying to achieve was our second one. So why were they building the tower? And our third question is, who pretended to be mad to avoid capture and death at the hands of an enemy king? Ooh, intrigue. Mischief. Oh, very, very, very cool story from the Old Testament there. Who pretended to be mad to avoid capture and death at the hands of an enemy king? You can go in the draw for the journal, the word, reference Bible, New King James, comfort print, uh, leather bound, lays flat, very good quality. If you just want to play along for the fun of it and don't need a, another Bible, you can just put a star or an asterisk by your entry so that you can still play an answer. Ah, just like Christopher just did. Thank you, Christopher. And, yeah, make sure you get your answers in for that. Right now we have a uh, nostalgia interview. Normally on Wednesdays we have Jennifer Skews. But this is um, David Hapt, if you remember the days when we used to have David on. Well, joining us on the phone is David Hapt. David, welcome to the show. Good morning, gentlemen, and good morning to our listeners again this morning. David, we've got this very serious story that uh, Robbie and Lawson were talking about on The Breakfast Show yesterday about the massive increase in violence in uh, Victoria, in Melbourne in particular, where just as, as an example of one of those issues, stabbings have increased by 50%. And so over the summer, you've got 63 people that went to hospital after being stabbed. Of course, a number of them passed away, very sadly. Some other factors coming in there, the age bracket for these victims seems to be between uh, the age of 15 and 30, or victims and perpetrators. Um, long weekends seem to be a bit of a hot spot for it. And this follows a, a pattern of an overall increase in violent crime. What's going on here? Is this something to do with the state of the world, the state of Victoria, uh, lockdowns? What mandates? What What is it that is driving such a dramatic increase? I mean, a 50% rise is very dramatic. It sure is, and it is really concerning. And it's very easy to point to COVID that, isolated people and, and, and it was interesting that during COVID the statistics were much lower but after COVID uh, lockdown has opened up that, that suddenly increased and it's so easy to say well is this all about uh, COVID and the stresses around that or is it far more a uh, systemic problem in our society. Uh, as a Bible student uh, it's easy for me to quickly just go to and, and say yes Violence will increase as we come to the end of this world. But there is um, often the Christians point to that purely as an excuse, and therefore we don't need to make any changes. Now, we live today in a society which has some very systemic problems. One of them is uh, that of the lack of accountability and responsibility, the lack of respect. I'll just very briefly, and we can go back and we can discuss those. Uh, the lack of respect towards others, the inability to really regulate my anger um, when there is a displacement, when there is frustration, easily turn to alcohol and drugs. So self-medication that then therefore leads to further violence. There are some of our cultures uh, in some 
of our cultural groupings where uh, the the parents do not actually discipline their children and therefore expect society to, to discipline them. Um, there's there's a, a psychological principle that I want to lift out this morning, and that is that there's only one person that I can really change, and that's myself. So whatever the situation is happening in my life, first and foremost, what I find is that people want... Uh, others to be controlled, I often hear parents accusing society for where their children are at. And therefore, it carries over into the, the narrative of how the, the, the kids deal with their own issues instead of realizing that there's only one person that I can really uh, control, and that's myself. Mm. One of the thing, you know, I, I guess one of the big issues that comes out of this, of course, is you know anger and people letting their anger boil over, and it's revealed in the in in the reality that you know these are crimes that take place that that spike over long weekends, and they are nearly exclusively between people that are known to each other and family members and so forth. You know, rather than just a criminal going out and you know holding up a store or something or other. Um, they recorded just a 0.2% in violent assaults against people who were not known to each other, which is a very small incremental rise. So this is, this is happening amongst, you know, people that know each other and so forth. And one of the things that you talked about, you know, accountability there a moment ago. One of the things that I often hear are phrases like, you made me angry or you made me so angry where, we blame other people for us being angry. What are your thoughts on that? This is one of the uh, the, the issues. When, when I was working in the anti-drug field in Cabramatta, that was a, a regular sentence that was used. You know, people are responsible for the way. Change the world around me and then I will be a different person. And that is an actual fact based on a... a a lie, because the only person that I can change, the only control that I had is over myself. And when a situation happens, when uh, frustration starts to build up, and uh, the choice is to either take personal control of myself, and in those cases, often walk away, or ask a person, look, this relationship is too important for me. Would you give me some time? I just need to cool down so that I can process what's happened here, and I'll come back and we can talk it through. Instead of doing that, the the blame is, is given. And what eventually happens in society is that those children that grow up in that kind of environment never learn to have personal accountability and responsibility. And they will push the boundaries never feeling fully uh, loved and cared for. I, I want to say to our listeners, it is only when a child has got clear boundaries around them that they actually feel safe and loved. Um, they hate those boundaries. They will kick against those boundaries. They will try to push those boundaries. But it is those boundaries that actually tells them that we care enough as parents, enough to put those boundaries down to make them safe because we love them. What we find in society then is that they try to get um, acceptance in other groups like gangs where they do uh, violent activities hoping to gain acceptance by those individuals. So the absence of a parent or a parent of a weekend that has parents that have worked so hard during the week that they just don't want to, to have the stresses of children around them over the weekend, actually releases their kids into the care of society, of, of a community that actually will lead them further astray. Yeah, it's an interesting thought. I mean, you know, we look at, you know, the impact of society and how society teaches, you know, it's always somebody else's fault. And I've seen people absolutely shocked when, you know, I've said to them, look, nobody else can make you angry. You're the, you're, that's your decision. That's your choice. <laughs> And, and, and one of the things that, and, and it just, it surprises me that they're shocked by that thought because they somehow have been trained that, well, if somebody makes me angry, then it was, it was their fault. Um, one of the things that I guess comes to my mind is that character is revealed in times of crisis, not created. 
And that time of mm. crisis is when somebody antagonizes you and you then have that opportunity to become angry or not. What are your thoughts on, on the concept of character being revealed in, in a time of crisis? And how do we build a character that will be able to avoid getting angry, to, you know, to de-escalate, escape, avoid violence? The character of a, of a child starts to be formed in very, very early life uh, in their home. And you and I have spoken about these things uh, prior, the absence often of, of a father, uh, the, the impact that it has on not only, uh, you know, pregnancy, early pregnancy of, of girls, but also the escalation of violence amongst uh, boys. Uh, often that character reflects on how a parent acted towards a child. So uh, epigenetics tells us that the way that the, the environment in which a child grows up will have between 50 to 80 percent influence on how that child will actually act out at a time of crisis. So here is a finger pointing back to me as a parent, to us as parents, on how we lay the foundation of the building of character of our children. Because those characters will eventually uh, demonstrate, live itself out when crisis comes. I fully agree with you, Law. And uh, we, we are dealing here not just, and we are not trying to point a finger, but we are actually dealing with a systemic problem of child rearing and the responsibility that parents have to train up their children for the future. Is there a process? What can we do as far as education goes to be able to reduce this kind of violence? I mean, you talk about epigenetics, you talk about you know lack of parenting, absent parents, parents that are absent even when they're at home. You know, you and I might not be able to solve those issues because we're not raising those children. Is there something that we can do in the uh, in the edu- education sphere to reduce this level of violence? To train up a, t- a child doesn't just take the responsi- responsibility of parent involvement. It's actually a societal uh, involvement. Um, there has been some research in America where uh, all the people in the community where there was a systemic violence in young people and delinquent behavior, and delinquent behavior as well as antisocial behavior, that some older people, after the police actually declared that they'd lost the war on, on, on those kids, all the people in the community went up to the police and said, allow us to work with those kids. And the police commander said, you're a frail old person, what can you do? Your life will be in danger. The older person said, a spokesman for the older group said, give us a photograph and the name of a young person each and tell us where they hang out and just leave it. We will, we've lived our lives and we are willing to put our lives at risk. And all that they did, they walked up, they identified the young person, each one had a, had a photograph, each one had a name, they identified the young person, walked up to that young person, and just before bumping into them, they just greeted them by their first name and walked past. The third day when they did that, the beer bottle went behind the back, the uh, marijuana cigarette was flipped away because these young people started, someone took the time to learn to know their name. Now, it didn't end there. After time, the older people would stop and they would start to talk, listen to those young people, engage with them. And within a few months, those young people were back at school. Now, there is so much that society can do if they are willing to be intentional to make a difference. Most of these young people that are involved with violence has a major issue at home. A, a, a separation of parents or immigration that took place where parents are so busy to try and make a life that they don't have time for their children or uh, other issues in, in, in the immediate environment and they search for acceptance. But society, if they're not intentional about it, will not be able to give it. But there is a group of other young people that will influence them and will actually challenge them to the negative. What if we, with an actual fact, step in 
as all the people to make that difference. I find that fascinating. I find that just absolutely stunning that they made this difference just by learning their name, greeting them by name, and it grew from there. And one of the things that you mentioned was that, you know, the beer bottle would go behind their back, the uh, the marijuana joint would be flicked away, this kind of thing. Substance abuse, is substance abuse playing a significant role in the increase of violence that we are seeing? And what can we do in that space? First, again, back to parents, to the family home. If a parent uses substance at home, even recreationally, it lays the foundation for a child. When I did my research for my work in Cabramatta, I recognized that there was two societal groupings that actually lays a, a foundation for young people for substance abuse. Number one, parents that actually was very permissive, anything goes. The second one is parents that are highly critical and judgmental towards their, their kids are also laying the foundation for kids to turn to, to substance abuse. Um, substance abuse today is often linked to kids trying to, to numb their own emotional pain. So when a parent is absent in their life and a parent can be present but constantly on the phone, there's a huge outcry in England because a hospital asked young mums to put away their phones while breastfeeding their children. A a huge outcry because this was discrimination. What the hospital was saying is that the bonding with that child takes place as the mother while breastfeeding a child or even bottle feeding looks into the face of that child. But if that bonding doesn't take place, that child forever in their life will struggle searching for someone that will bond with them. And that often leads to early pregnancy, it leads to substance abuse and all a range of other stuff. There's a lot that we can do to actually curb that. We always appreciate what you have to say so much here on The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. Thank you so much for joining us. Faith FM, positively different radio.